Hi babe, how has a book motivated you? Echoes and feelings, let's talk about it. In one of my earlier episodes, I talked about reading the book Love in Color by Bolu Babalola. So in the book, the author leveraged on several folk tales from around the world to portray the very essence of loving and being loved in return. So it transcends being choosing just for the sake of it. The collection of stories was so beautifully written and it was relatable. So it made me think about the best connections I have had with the opposite gender. Connections that would have been so much more if I didn't ruin them with my inability to allow myself to be loved. It made me realize how I never wanted any of those connections to be unexplored bad stories. The book made me think about all the years of those dramas and love wars and it made me realize that perhaps those men had given up because they could not keep up with my unmatched energy. This is in the sense of the fear that they might love me too much and would have to deal with all my mood swings and disconnected emotions all the time. It can be quite draining, you know. Like, just imagine being all cozy with someone and the next minute they are treating you like a total stranger. The book also made me realize why I cannot seem to get over the moments. The moment I once shared with some of them. So the thought of having to learn how to unlearn the desire of what we could have been was not an easy task. I would conclude that the story made me feel more vulnerable and because of that I would rate it an 8. <laughs> the other two is a consolation for myself for having to go through such emotional turmoil reading the book. The book also made sense um, of one of the chapters in my book. So you know, I'd written a book that's launched on my 25th birthday in July 2021. So the book is titled Cheers to 25 Bit of Vulnerability and it's available on Amazon, Okada Books in soft copies and then in Flutterwave online store in hard copy. So I titled the chapter to all those I have emotionally bullied. Now this is going to be my first monologue. The second and third monologue is the is the centerpiece between fiction and non-fiction. So I played around with the feelings of heartbreak or breakfast as it is uniquely known these days, relationship toxicity and emotional unavailability, or what I love to describe as we just this situationship basic. <laughs> so moving on, the first monologue is titled to all those I have emotionally bullied. To all those I have emotionally bullied. Dare you, whom I have emotionally bullied over the years, I hope you've been great. I hope the distance and space have treated you better. Above all, I hope that as you read this or as you listen to this, you will get to understand why I acted the way I did and I hope that you listen to this with the fond memories of us. 
for those moments and memories, for those times when I lost touch of myself, I go back to being a child because it makes it all easier. It makes it easier to think that as a child, I can shy away from all the consequences of my actions. As a child, I can expect you to not give up on me because my actions can be said childish, innocent. As a child, my actions cannot be taken seriously because they mean no harm. Really, it makes sense to escape under this illusion because deep down, I really want to get away with my tantrums. But can I keep living like this forever? Running away from responsibilities, avoiding and prolonging the time I have to face the consequences of my actions. This and more have been unanswered the moment I had the thought to pen down the first word in this letter. There are many dimensions to this confession. But I believe the safest point of takeoff is to recollect how I wanted us to be friends forever. The determination was to be friends forever with you, but the realization was that I do not know how to keep friends, hence my losing you. The bigger picture is that I am okay with losing you and the reality is that somewhere deep down, I wish I never did. The other dimension is that I enjoyed fighting with you, not because you deserved it, but because I wanted you to care about me and I wanted to feel cared for. I wanted to feel like indeed someone was listening to me, that someone was paying attention to me. It is messed up that I have devised an unnatural technique to being loved and cared for. It is borderline dysfunctional that I feed on this strange sensation to feel like I am a part of something. The other dimension is that I felt too entitled. I felt like life had thrown so many lemons at me and I was entitled to getting lemonades made by the people in my life. This explains the thought I had that after every tantrum you would overlook and understand. This explains why I thought that I was too rare and special to be easily forgotten. This explains why I never expected you to stop being my friend. This explains why I expected you to choose me over again to place me first among equals. As refreshing as all this entitlement sound, it was an illusion because whether I believed it or not, the world does not revolve around me and it can never. It extends to the sad truth that if I live my life as if everything is about me, then I will be excruciatingly alone. Everyone would leave me, just as the father I never had left me, just as the mother who showed me what it means to be loved left me, just as every loved one left me as a result of the cold hands of death, and just as you all whom I have bullied into oblivion left me too. So over the years, time, experience and circumstances have taught me to do and get better. I also hope that you have healed from my intensity because that is the only way I can make it make sense. Despite the fact that I have been emotionally bullied just as much as I have emotionally bullied you, I have come to learn that hot people hurting people only give pain enough room to go around and we are never our feelings so it is possible to own them, to speak to them and will them to act the way we want them to. 
the way that will preserve and not ruin our relationships. So to you friends who became strangers, if one day I ever cross your mind and you remember me at any moment in your journey, I hope the memories we shared bring a smile on your face and brightens your spirit. But if it doesn't lighten your spirit, I hope you forgive me. Warm regards, a repentant bully. The second monologue is titled, I'll Always Be Here For You, Little Bed. It's been two months catching and I am beginning to get worried. You look pale. I cannot even remember the last time you dressed up. The last time you left your room. How can I help, Kachi? Don't shut me out. Please. His voice resounded from the other side of my door. I could bet on anything that he was leaning on it with his hands on the doorknob. Kane had been my longtime friend. He had always been there through all my moments. He had always been the shoulder I could cry on. But I wanted to do this alone. This time around, I deserved to feel this wretched and pitiable. I deserved to mourn my foolery and unwise decision. You know what? I would have Laura prepare your favorite dish today. I hope we will speak when I get back in the evening. I just want you to know that I will always be here for you. Just let me in. <laughs> always be here for you. These were the exact words he has said to me. The night he had asked me to be his girlfriend, he had looked me in the eye and every nerve on my body came alive. He had brushed his hands on my lip and had kissed me lightly. He had told me that he had never seen any girl like me. Of course he had never seen any unwise person like me. That was why I was an easy prey. <laughs> his prey his little bird, and the one he loves to dress up. I hate him, but above all, I hate myself. I hate myself for letting him have that much control over me. I tried. I really tried to resist him, but I guess one can only be strong for so long. I heard the sound of his car drive away from the compound. That was when I opened the door. I looked to see that no one was in sight. I could hear Laura in the kitchen singing away while she does magic. But this time around, I made sure I was discreet enough. I made sure that this time, I will not come back here.
The third and last monologue is titled Undressing. It was supposed to be like every other day he had asked me to play his girlfriend role. He was supposed to come pick me up at at my apartment, take me shopping where he gets to pick the best and most expensive dress on the line. Take me to the best salon for a hair and face makeover glam. He said he loves it when he dresses me up. In every sense of it. (laughs) I always roll my eyes at him whenever he says that. But the truth is, deep down, I love it. And he's very good at it. The way his well manicured fingers glide through each button and how his breath rages when he stares at me while undressing me. The way he bites his lips and the way his eyes grow dark when he, ga- he grazes his hands over my lips. I loved it. Hachi, head to girl. I can't believe I have been talking to myself all along. Huh? Sorry, babes. You were saying... I was saying that your phone has been ringing for the fifth time now and that his car is parked outside. Okay, thank you. I checked my phone and there were five missed calls from him and a dozen messages. I'm sorry. Really? Are we going to do this again? Like, what the hell is wrong with you and who do you think you are, by the way? What was I supposed to do? I loved her once, you know. You knew all that. You know I am still vulnerable to her. I need you, Kachi. I need you right now on my bed, reading under me and moaning my name. I can't do this without you and you know it. You know how much you affect me. The hell, Kachi. I'll make you pay for this. You know I run the city and you know you cannot hide from me. I will ruin you completely for all men. You are mine, Kachi. Mine and only mine. I own you. Damn it, I'm coming over. Hmm... I was literally tired. So I did what I had not gotten the courage to do for the past three months. I stopped the circle that has been going on since he came into my life. Go to hell, Ola, and this time for good. Then I switched off my phone. All I've ever wanted is to be loved. Why I needed to feel this way, I have no idea. But I know that there were times when it was so hard and difficult to breathe. There were times when it felt so overwhelming that all I need was someone to share the burden with me. And over and over again, 
life just happens in such a way to reaffirm that I am better off being alone. But do I ever learn? Or will I ever learn? amazing right (laughs) i hope you enjoyed the three monologue i would love to hear your thoughts on them and yeah and i also want to leave you with these last words love is a beautiful feeling and just like the author i love love and i am never giving up on it so if you have not read the book love and color by bolu babalola it is not too late to change that I don't think it will ever be late, so hurry up and get it over with. Echoes and feelings, we will always talk about it.